Hi everyone. Six months ago when we began this journey together, my goal was to make sure that every single episode was no longer than 10 minutes long. Now you've probably noticed already I haven't quite stuck to that because, well, I figure 10 minutes and 59 seconds, that's still 10 minutes, right? Today, however, day 130, the halfway point of our year-long journey, well, that's a bit special and there's a lot to say. So today's episode is quite a bit longer. I hope you'll forgive me that and thank you for getting this far. I hope you've enjoyed it all as much as I have. So, without further ado, let's start the episode. Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. And it's a very special day. It's day 130 and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So, boys and girls, here we are. And if you've reached today's podcast, well, you have been listening for six whole months now, and you are officially halfway through our journey through the entire story of the Bible. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Dave, we have cake. We do, Marvin. And it's got sparklers on it, Dave. It does, Marvin. Oh, can we eat it? We sure can, Marvin, and Professor and Benjamin and Gary were all here to share it. Ah, yes, I love the cake, Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that sure looks like some good cake. So, boys and girls, I'm sorry we can't share our cake with you, but hey, Gary, could you take a picture of it for us? And I'll post that on Facebook so at least you can have a look, and that's almost as good as eating cake, right? Sure thing, Dave. Okay, everyone, say cheese. Okay, so let's have some cake. Oh, Dave, Dave, it's delicious. So, uh, well, was that the surprise, Dave, the cake? Actually, no, Marvin. And the surprise, boys and girls, you'll be glad to know, is one that you will all get to share. So to celebrate us getting to the halfway stage, we have a bunch of God's Big Story goodies. We've got some stickers and bookmarks and magnets and postcards, and those are all for you guys at home. Oh, hey, yeah, look at all this stuff, Dave. It's got our faces on it. That's awesome. Hey, look, Professor, there's a sticker with you on it. Oh, and there's a Benjamin one, too. Oh, wow. Yes, I've never been on my own sticker before. (laughs) Oh, hey, Dave, could I have some of those? Uh, I know just where I want to stick them. Sure, Benjamin. Now, boys and girls, here's what you need to do. You need to get your mum or your dad or whoever looks after you to send me an email to youth at edengrove.org. Or they can send me a private message to our Facebook page telling me that you've reached day 130, telling me your address so that I know where to send this stuff, and telling me how many of you have been listening. Because if there's two of you, maybe a brother and sister, uh, well then obviously I'll need to send twice as many stickers and that kind of thing, okay? Now, I know your mums and dads are lovely people. And some of them will be thinking, oh, you don't have to send us stuff. Or maybe, oh, we're so far away, I don't want you to have to post something halfway around the world. But boys and girls, if they try saying anything like that, you look them right in the eye and you say in a big, serious voice so that they know you're not to be messed with, Mum, Dad, Dave says no. So, mums and dads, let me talk to you real quick. First point, we've already paid for this stuff, and if you don't get in touch, then that stuff will sit in a box in my office, and it will make me sad, and it will also mean that the money we spent was completely wasted, so please, please do get in touch and let me send you some of it. The second point is, the thing about podcasts is there's no way of accurately knowing how many people are listening. Now, we're halfway through this year-long journey, and it's been a lot of work. But as we get closer to the end of the year, I'll need to decide if this is a one-and-done project or if it's worth the effort to make this an ongoing, consistent ministry. The number of children and families who are listening is at least a factor in that decision, so this is my best chance at figuring out how many people are using the podcast. 
So again, please, it doesn't matter at what point in 2020, 2021, or even later than that, if you reach this episode, please get in touch. Let me know you're there and take some of this stuff out of my office. Not only will I thank you, but so will Scott, our minister, who is of the firm opinion that my office has quite enough stuff in it already. So again, either get in touch via the Facebook page or send an email to youth at edengrove.org and I will be absolutely delighted to send your kids some free goodies. Okay, gosh, Dave, that was a lot of talking. Yeah, sorry, Marvin. And I did tell Gary earlier, but, well, we won't have a quiz today because we just don't have time. Now, we'll maybe squeeze it in next Tuesday instead. Oh, and, well, he's got his face buried in a piece of cake anyway. Oh, it's so good, Dave. Now, Marvin, seeing we've reached the halfway point, now I know it's not recap day, but let's just talk about where we've been so far in the last six months. Boys and girls, do you think in 60 seconds or less you could tell the big story we've heard? So we started with creation and then we had all the stories of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and the promises that God made to them. Then came the prophets, Moses, who took them out of Egypt, and Joshua, who led them into the promised land. Now then came the judges. We read about just three of them, Ehud, Gideon and Samson, although there were a bunch of others too. And after that, we came into the time of the kings, Saul, followed by David, followed by Solomon. Now after Solomon, his son, King Rehoboam caused the nation to split into two kingdoms, Judah in the south and Israel in the north. And we spent most of our time since that happened talking about a string of kings who led the people away from following God, the worst of them being Ahab. And we've heard about Elijah and Elisha, both prophets, God's messengers sent to that northern kingdom. Yeah, Dave, we sure have come a long way. We have, Marvin. We've covered thousands of years of history in these 130 episodes. But though the Israelites' fortunes went up and down over all that time, They had some really good times and some really terrible times. Flying far above that and cutting through the whole story is our unchanging God, his never failing promises and his amazing plan to save his people. Now he told the devil back in the Garden of Eden that he was sending someone. Oh yeah, yeah, to crush the devil's head. That's right. And he promised Abraham someone from his family would be a blessing to all the peoples of the world. He told Judah that a king from his family line would reign forever. He told David his kingdom would never end. And besides that, again and again, he drops in signposts along the way. Abraham, a father willing to sacrifice his only son. The goats on the Day of Atonement, one sacrificed and one sent out from the camp to carry away the people's sin. The Passover lamb, whose blood was shed to save the people from death. And all those messianic psalms, more and more clues, all pointing to, building up this picture of, and explaining the Messiah who would come. Yeah, Dave, yeah, it's really all fitting together. It really does, Marvin. And although you might say we've been reading the story of the Israelites, really, we've been reading the story of God, of his faithfulness and his grace to his people. Again and again, we've seen the Israelites fail to follow him, fail to do what he said. But God's faithfulness, his promises, never change one bit, even though those Israelites totally don't deserve it. Okay, yeah. And, well, we're only halfway through. That's right, Marvin. So let's keep going. Yesterday, we heard how Jehu was anointed to be the next king and to punish and to get rid of King Joram and the rest of King Ahab's descendants. Okay, yeah, right. Now, it does get a little bit confusing here because there are some kings who have the same names. Oh, man, really? Yep. So a few days ago, we had heard about Ahaziah, who was Ahab's son. Oh, yeah, I remember him. He got sick and died. That's right. Well, we haven't talked much about Judah for a while, but today we'll hear about a different Ahaziah, who at this stage is actually king of Judah. But I'm afraid he's not much of a king either. Okay, gotcha. So who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Winston. Oh, hi, Winston. Hello. Today we're reading from Second Kings, and it's chapter 9, and we're reading from verse 14 right through to verse 37. Starting at verse 14. Jehu was the son of Jehoshaphat. 
the son of Nimshi, Jehu made plans against Joram. During that time Joram and Israel's whole army had been guarding Ramoth-Gilead. They had been guarding it against Haziel, the king of Aram. But King Joram had returned to Jezreel. He had gone there to give his wounds time to heal. The soldiers of Aram had wounded him in his battle against Haziel, the king of Aram. Jehu said to his men, Do you want to make me king? If you do, don't let anyone sneak out of the city. Don't let them go and tell the news in Jezreel. Then Jehu got into his chariot. He rode off to Jezreel. Joram was resting there, and Ahaziah the king of Judah had gone down to see him. A lookout was standing on the roof of the tower in Jezreel, and he saw Jehu's troops approaching. So he called out, I see some troops coming. Get a horseman, Joram ordered. Send him to ride out to them. Have him ask, Are you coming in peace? The horseman rode out where Jehu was, and he said, The king asks, Are you coming in peace? What do you know about peace? Jehu answered. Get in line behind me. The lookout reported, The messenger has reached him, but he isn't coming back. So the king sent out a second horseman. When he came to them, he said, The king asks, Are you coming in peace? Jehu replied, What do you know about peace? Get in line behind me. The lookout reported, The second messenger has reached him, but he isn't coming back either. The one driving the chariot drives like Jehu, the son of Nimshi. He's driving like a crazy person. Get my chariot ready, King Joram ordered. When it was ready, he rode out. Ahaziah, the king of Judah, rode out with him. Each of them was in his own chariot. They both went to meet Jehu. They met him at a piece of land that had belonged to Naboth from Jezreel. And when Joram saw Jehu, asked, Have you come here in peace, Jehu? Your mother Jezebel worships statues of gods, Jehu replied. She also worships evil powers. The evil things she does have spread everywhere. As long as all of that goes on, how can there be peace? Joram turned around and tried to get away. He called out, It's treason, Ahaziah. Then Jehu shot a narrow at Joram. It hit him between the shoulders. It went through his heart. He sank down slowly in his chariot. Jehu spoke to Bidkar, his chariot officer. Jehu said, Pick Joram up. Throw him on the field that belonged to Naboth from Jezreel. Remember how you and I were riding together in chariots behind Joram's father Ahab? It was when the Lord spoke this prophecy against him. The Lord announced, Yesterday I saw the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons. You can be sure that I will make you pay for it on this piece of land. So pick Joram up, throw him on that piece of land. That's what the Lord said would happen. Ahaziah the king of Judah saw what had happened, so he tried to get away. He went up the road towards Bethagon, and Jehu chased him. He shouted, Kill him too! Jehu's men wounded Ahaziah in his chariot. It happened on the way up to Gur Nid Ilblim, but Ahaziah escaped to Megiddo, and that's where he died. Ahaziah's servants took him to Jerusalem in his chariot. They buried him in his family tomb in the city of David. Ahaziah had become king of Judah. It was in the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab. And the next part of the story is that Jehu now kills Jezebel. 
Jehu went to Jezreel. Jezebel heard about it. So she put makeup on her eyes and fixed her hair, and then she looked out of a window. Jehu entered the gate below. Jezebel said to him, Are you just like Zimri? You murdered your master. Have you come here in peace? Jehu looked up at the window. Who is on my side? He called out. Who? Two or three officials looked down at him. Throw her down, Jehu said. So they threw her down. Some of her blood splashed on the wall. Some of it splashed on Jehu's chariot horses as they ran over her. Jehu went inside. He ate and drank. The Lord put a curse on that woman, he said. Take proper care of her body. Bury her. After all, she was a king's daughter. So they went out to bury her, but all that they found was her head, her feet, and her hands. They went back and reported it to Jehu. He told them that's what the Lord said would happen. He announced it through his servant Elijah, who was from Tishbe. He said, On a piece of land at Jezreel, dogs will eat up Jezebel's body. Her body will end up in garbage on the piece of land, so no one will be able to say, Here's where Jezebel is buried. Thanks, Winston. Wow, that guy Jehu was a pretty good shot with an arrow, huh? Got him right in the heart. He was, and now King Joram of Israel is dead and King Ahaziah of Judah. Both bad kings, well, they're both dead. And Queen Jezebel is also dead. And if you read on, Jehu also gets rid of all the rest of Ahab's descendants. We've seen it before and we'll see it again. Kings, good and bad, rise and fall. But boys and girls, on day 130, thank God that we follow an eternal loving king whose kingdom is secure who will never be overthrown who reigns and will reign forevermore oh yeah it's good to be with a king like that it sure is marvin and even better we're not just with him if we're a christian we're adopted into his family sons and daughters of the king and how is that to finish our big halfway day day 130 yes i think that is an excellent thing to remember dave (laughs) and it goes very well with this excellent cake Yeah, I think so too, Professor. Okay, boys and girls, remember to get your mums and dads to shoot me an email or a Facebook message so I can send you some goodies. And, well, we will see you next week. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. And we'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.